Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. You're back where it's at for our weekly chat. I'm Tanisha Baker, and I'm excited once again to host another edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more on the show designed with you in mind. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with T. It's February 26th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, rock singer Michael Bolton, legendary pianist who passed away this past year, Fats Domino, the late country crooner Johnny Cash, late comedian Jackie Gleason, singer Kyle Norman of Jagged Edge, actor Bill Duke, and R&B singer Erica Badu. On this date in history, in 1964, Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali. And on this date in 1966, President Lyndon Johnson appoints Andrew Bremer as the first African-American governor of the Federal Reserve Board. The theme this month is follow your heart. In our hearts, we know the right things to do. Follow your heart because often your heart knows things that your brain can't explain. Don't let the noise around you muffle your inner voice. When you follow your heart, you open yourself up to follow your passion. You can push past fear and insecurities to take risks and strive towards your purpose, your goals, and your destiny. For today's happy highlight, I want to lift up Sarah Wolf who teaches a ceramics class at Caramel Clay High School in Caramel, Indiana. She asked a group of her pupils to do something nice for their fellow students. The teens agreed to write positive notes. The super thing about this story is that they didn't just write notes to their friends. They wrote notes to every student in the school. All total, they wrote 5,100 individual inspirational notes and tape them to school lockers this past Wednesday. My hope is yet revived when I hear about young people like this, and I'm pretty sure that we as adults could take a lesson from these thoughtful teens. Let's check out our Monday Minute Quick Bits. There was a sad incident here in Knoxville when a student from the University of Tennessee died after the Ace Miller Boxing Tournament where UT fraternities boxed one another. Joseph Tanner Ray, a senior studying aerospace engineering, passed out after his boxing match and was transported to the UT Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead on arrival. A man armed with a hunting knife stabbed a woman to death in a public library in Massachusetts. A 77-year-old man tried to help the victim and was stabbed as well. Police have not yet determined a motive, but the suspect has had a troubled history. Florida Governor Rick Scott is being flooded with requests to remove Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel from his position over the department's response to the high school shooting that resulted in 17 deaths. Former First Lady Michelle Obama is set to release a memoir that should hit the shelves in November titled Becoming. An Oakland man who disappeared for six days while hiking in Yosemite National Park was found alive. Alan Chow got lost on a trail and survived by pitching his tent, using melted snow as drinking water, 
and using clothing to keep warm. A search party of about 60 people were happy to find him and reunite him with his family. The movie Black Panther has continued to soar at the box office, topping $700 million with a record-breaking second weekend. I have joined the East Knoxville Freedom School to raise money for children with limited resources to be able to see such a powerful story featuring heroes that may look like them. To find out how you can contribute, visit www.talkingwitht.com for a link to the You Caring fundraising account set up for this benefit. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. Took it out on the house cause they ain't like our skin Wasn't hood enough for the hood so I never fit in Took to the music, turned away from the politics Grew in my faith though there's still some things I struggle with I thought my pops was the toughest till his cancer hit I saw him suffer through my pain that I would never wish On anybody cause all we're trying to do is live And what we do to have our life keeps us from living it Follow my heart and not the path that they said I should take So many ups and downs but still the best decision I made I was lost and through the struggles, man, I found my way. It made me strong enough to stand for who I am today. It 
In advance, I would like to share that there were a few technical difficulties while recording today's show. However, I'm sure you will still get an earful from Professor J, P.I. Pam, and myself as we cover trending news and hot topics. Well, I know it all, Professor Jay and our top investigator, P.I. Pam, are joining us to cover some interesting stories recently in the news. To start our segment, I want to know what y'all think about a case that I read about. A man in Colorado was accused of killing 19-year-old Natalie Marie Bollinger, and he told the police that she had put an ad on Craigslist for a hitman to kill herself. He said he answered the ad, and he met with Bollinger, and he said he tried to talk her out of suicide, and they even said a prayer before he shot her in the back of the head with a gun that supposedly she had given him for payment. Now, this woman, Natalie Marie Bollinger, had a history of suicidal thoughts, but her family said that she hadn't left a note or anything saying she was moving forward with these thoughts, so... It really caught them off guard, but the guy, Joseph Lopez, said the incident has been eaten away at him, and he even thought about calling the police himself. And I'm just, I don't know, trying to put the pieces together in some type of timeline that makes sense. I was just going to say, I don't think we can make it make sense. Um, there's a whole lot going on, and very little of it is right. Yeah, because right. if you put an ad on Craigslist to kill you, for somebody to kill you, I mean, they don't have anybody that would investigate that? It looks like the administrators of Craigslist, well, somebody would have seen it and reported it. Because usually when you put an ad on there, they have to approve it before they post it because there's been so many, you know, like Craigslist kills, so much shady stuff going on on Craigslist. So I'm not sure how this even slipped through the cracks where this could even happen. And, again, you know, they didn't say or verify whether they found the ad or not. But from what I could tell, they didn't deny it either. So I wonder in that case, would they bear some responsibility in that? Maybe not. But it's just weird to me, like, that someone would place an ad to kill themselves. Well, why bring somebody else a total strength? I don't know. You're right, Jay. Not much of it seems right. I'm going to stop trying to make it make sense. Right. Your head is going to hurt after a while. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, Monique was back in the news, and she and Whoopi seemed to have some differences. Monique was giving her, you know, her woe is me spiel yet again about her low pay offer from Netflix. And before everybody go off, I'm not saying she didn't justify for wanting more money. But her call to boycott Netflix just didn't get much traction. And apparently... Whoopi had a few words for Monique that included rolling her eyes. Did y'all see it on The View? Yes, I saw it. I missed it, but my question is, is anybody really still checking for Monique, Monique like that? I mean, while she's raising all this sand and keeping up all this drama and confusion, um, what was the last movie that she was in? How much did she get? Well, you know, she says she's been blackballed by Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, Lee Daniels, and for the last eight years, they've caused her family to suffer. I have a link to the story. That includes the actual soundbite from The View where she's going through all of this. So that's on the web page. Again, that's www.talkingwitht.com. But she's saying they caused her and her family to suffer for the past eight years. 
she's been blackballed. Because they were bullying her. At the same time, from what I've seen uh, and from what I've read, she has established quite the reputation for being a diva and being a witch minus W plus B on set. So, you know, when you come through with this great, grand, and wonderful attitude as if the sun rises and sets on your very breast, then it kind of makes it hard for you to be well-received by anybody. And that's, you know, not just in the world of movies and whatnot, but in real life. So I think that she has a little bit of a diva complex. Mm. All right, moving on. Yeah, and Monique, she doesn't seem to take constructive criticism very well because Whoopi had told her when they were wanting her to promote uh, Precious Overseas and everything, Whoopi was telling her, well, trying to reach out to her and tell her, you know, what she could do, you know, to come off, you know, better, you know, with Oprah and Lee Daniels and everybody. And Whoopi said she kind of just brushed her off, you know, like, well, I don't need your help. You know, I got this, whatever. And it seems that husband of hers is in her ear. I mean, he seems to be running things because that interview that she did at the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy and all them, uh-huh. he kept saying stuff, and she was like, yeah, you're right, Daddy. Yeah, Daddy, go ahead and speak. Who's Daddy? Daddy? take care of that. That's what she her daddy was on there? Her no, her husband. That's what she was calling her husband. You're right, Daddy. What? You know, I got to find yeah. that. She referred to him several times on this, and I remember on the Crazy Chronicles Uncut and Uncensored on the webpage, I still have your spiel about Monique's um, reveal that she was in an open marriage. Yes, and I still laugh at that. But listeners, you have to go to the website and visit the Crazy Chronicles Uncut and Uncensored for those things that Ham shares that we want to make sure doesn't get us kicked off the air, but you can find on the website. But anyway, let's talk about recently the man impersonating the President of the United States called Oprah Winfrey insecure, among other things. Actually, what he said was, quote, just watched a very insecure Oprah Winfrey, who at one point I knew very well, interview a panel of people on 60 Minutes. The questions were biased and slanted, the facts incorrect. Hope Oprah won so she can be exposed and defeated just like all of the others. So apparently he was upset about this panel she moderated for 60 Minutes that actually was half and half. It included half of the people were supporters and the other half were opposed to her. And she said that she went back and reviewed the tape and felt like she did a fair job and that there's a team that critiques everything before it airs to make sure that the segment is balanced. And she said she worked very hard to do the opposite of what she said as, quote, as a hate tweet. Well, the Queen of Talk had a recent appearance on Ellen, and in response to Donald Trump's childish rant, now those are my words, not hers, okay? She actually said that she does not like giving negativity power, and she let it go at that. So I was sitting here thinking, I'm going to try to be more like Oprah because, there have been several things <laughs> going on lately that have bothered me and make me want to speak out against or at least about them. And she really didn't entertain him at all. And I was thinking, dang, maybe I should try that. I know I want to be like, I want to grow up. I want to be like Oprah. So 
you know, you try to ignore people, but when they come for you, you be thinking, hmm, should I bring out my pettiness or not? <laughs> right. Good evening. Right. I, why does Trump keep going on Twitter talking about people? No Man. answer. Cricket. Okay. I, I was going to say something, but since you said don't answer, I'm going to keep my mouth closed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I got something else. We're still reeling from the horrible tragedy that took 17 lives during a school shooting. And many of today's youth, who incidentally will be tomorrow's voters, are pleading for our government to do something about gun control. Now, to my understanding, there's some kind of proposal to arm teachers with guns. And so my first thought was, like, we are going to do something about gun control by allowing more people in schools to have guns. And then I found out that teachers across the country already bring guns to school. I missed the memo. Jay, do you have one? Uh, No. Okay. Well, Trump has even proposed bonuses for teachers who undergo gun training. And some students said they feel safer knowing that their teachers will be able to protect them if something were to happen. There are already schools that allow teachers to have guns on campus. I was not aware of that. But I am curious as to what you two, as well as the listeners, think about this. Now, I read an article from News One sharing a concern about what this might mean for black students in particular. And, you know, even on our show, we've had multiple and way too many stories about students of color being mistreated in school and often by teachers themselves. So I guess they're saying, okay, now these people already have some type of bias and we already have evidence that they're mistreating these students. What if we allow them to have guns? I hadn't really thought about it from that angle, but two years ago, an elementary school teacher accidentally left her loaded gun in the bathroom, and some of her kids found it. And, you know, that could have gone very wrong. So just curious, I don't know if this is making good sense to me, for teachers to have guns. It doesn't. um, That's not what we got hired to do, right? I mean. No, I mean, I didn't get hired to to pack heat on my hip. I'm sorry. Right. You know, to educate and all such as that, I'm good. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that shooting a gun or acting as security for the school is in my job description. That may fall under my, under that other duties as a sign clause, but quite frankly, I don't feel comfortable. And right. I'm sorry, let's just, let's just keep it 100. There are many people in the education profession who are not mentally stable themselves. Mm. So, you know, if you give them a gun, who's to say they won't completely go left? Right. Well, and then my thing is this. School systems can barely buy a pen and printing paper for teachers. So that means <laughs> they're going to pay for guns and gun no. training and all that for the teachers? No, no, I think. They saying that they're going to allow teachers basically to have a concealed weapon. So right now, you know, guns aren't allowed on most school campuses. So they're saying they will allow teachers who go to gun training or safety training or what have you to bring their guns to school. So I don't know if they're going to arm every teacher, but they're just suggesting it. But now I do think Trump, I mean, 
to say they're going to give bonuses to teachers who do that obviously would encourage more teachers to do it. I don't think they're going to actually buy the guns for them. Now, I've heard, not that I know, but there are probably some teachers somewhere around that have guns at home already and may just need permission to bring them to school. I just, right now, unless I hear a stronger case for it, I don't think it's a good idea. And then the teacher just shoot herself in the leg last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I don't think, and then, like you were saying, as far as us, our kids, Mm -hmm. as soon as they cause one little problem while the teacher thinks that they're a threat, they're going to be popping popping everybody. No. Right. Again, so we all are in agreement. We don't think it's a good idea. But listeners, if you have Mm -hmm. some other thoughts, uh, we would love to hear from you. I'm going to change, uh, change up a little bit. I don't know if we have any Jersey listeners, and if we do, can y'all help the Newark police? They're looking for some people who stole the Dorito snack delivery truck. It was parked outside the family dollar, and y'all can't miss the truck. It looks like a big bag of Doritos. These two people came and stole the whole truck. You know what? The whole Dorito truck in front of the dollar. In front of the family dollar. And y'all know somebody see these people selling Doritos at the back of that truck somewhere. So, I have a story, and this is hypothetically, okay? Uh-oh. Okay. This, this Uh-oh. really happened. But back in 19, what year was it? 1980, no, 1990. There mm-hmm. was a Nabisco truck parked in Mechanicsville, and evidently it had stopped in the guy had walked somewhere to try to get, you know, because keep in mind, this is before cell phones were, you know, were popular, so he must have a cell phone. So, you know, this man, fake man, had walked <laughs> to try to get some help for his truck that had stopped. When I say mm-hmm. that these other fake people that lived out in McKenzie, <laughs> uh got that, tr- opened that truck up and got all them cookies out, Okay, so for delivery drivers, we would suggest that, one, you don't leave your truck running. And typically, family dollar stores, the Dollar General, Dollar Tree, they like to put those in neighborhoods that are economically disadvantaged meaning that money is scarce and it may be tempting if you see a whole Dorito snack truck running, but not saying it's right. I'm just saying you're in a neighborhood where it may be tempting. So yeah. we're going to need you mm-hmm. not to leave your truck running in the hood. Right, because somebody's going to have plenty of hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, I have a story from the Stupid Criminals file. Two guys went into a Chicago restaurant. They demanded food, telling the owner that they would kill him and they had a gun. Okay. The owner actually feared for his customer safety, and he told the men he was too busy but to come back in an hour, and they did. So when they came back, they asked him for food and $100. The owner said, well, he had to go get his checkbook, and they waited. 
which gave him enough time to call the police. And to top it off, when the police came, they were charged with attempted aggravated robbery as well as possession of a replica firearm because the gun they had was a squirt gun. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying. I still can't get over the first part of the story where somebody's robbing you and you tell them you busy, come back in an hour, and they actually do. Right. And I was, you know, my first thing I wanted to say is where they do that at? But obviously they do that in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's where the story took place. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's it for this bit. And as always, it's a pleasure to have the two of you on Talking With T. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right now. Once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can now call in and leave your thoughts on topics or issues, and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is 865-409-1170, and I look forward to hearing from you. Also make note, I'm still looking to share and highlight music from rising artists. I'm also looking forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business. Tune in the way you like and pick your pleasure by choosing to listen to Talking With T anytime on your time on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. Look out for new shows each and every Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote from the movie Black Panther. In times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.